So hello and good afternoon. Welcome to Aspen Weight Live. Delighted to be back again and delighted that you can uh, join us. And if you're watching on the live stream, please do get your comments in uh, through the duration of this show. We would love to hear from you. If you're listening on our podcast, uh, then welcome back. And if you haven't already, then please uh, do subscribe to our podcast and our YouTube channel. And don't forget to hit the notification bell on the YouTube channel to get uh, notified whenever we go live, uh, which we have done uh, today. So much to talk about. I'm really looking forward uh, to this show. I'm going to introduce uh, the, the plethora of people on it. Darren Talbot joins us uh, again. Uh, Darren, very good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Ben. Good afternoon, all. Uh, Darren uh, is the Chief Finance Officer for Aspen Weight Wales and joins us regularly uh, on this show, looking uh, very snazzy in your car top. Sporty today. That's it. Uh, we've also got Rob Hook, uh, on who's the sales director for uh, Aspen Weight. Rob, uh, welcome back to the show. Hi, Ben. Hi, Darren. Hi. I'm delighted to say that we have a, a fourth, a very special guest today, and Tracy Mulvihill uh, joins us. And Tracy is a researcher, and I, I love this when you told me, he said specialising in trauma-informed yoga, uh, which is looking at the benefits of uh, on mental health and stress um, which is a wonderful project to, to, to get into and research. So first of all, lovely to have you on the show and thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. I'm looking forward to, to chatting with everyone. There's only one place to start on the show today, which is the, uh, the research that you're, you're doing at the moment uh, in, on trauma-informed yoga. Tell me more about that. Yeah, well, it's a, a very contemporary form of research that I'm doing because there have there, there have only been two other studies done on trauma-informed yoga in the world, and most of them have been done with clinical studies. So the study that I'm doing is it's not on a clinical population, so I've been lucky enough to pair with Aston Weight, and we're looking at it within an organisational setting. So, um, yeah, it's, as I said, this is the first, first study in the world that has actually been conducted in this way. So very exciting. And tell me a little bit more about your, your background as well, because I know there's many different uh, things that, that you've done and that you do at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, yeah, I'd love to talk about that. So I'm, uh, I did a Bachelor of Arts in Psychology and then I continued on to do a, uh, a Master's and that was in Social Work. So And I went on to, to work in numerous mental health hospitals and um, from there, I, I and I've always had an interest in yoga. So throughout that time, I, I, I studied yoga and became a teacher of yoga. But then I found out that I could actually integrate the two, so the mental health and also the yoga. So I then became a facilitator of trauma-informed yoga. So that, that has sort of been my journey. It's, a, it's a, a, such an interesting journey. I'm sure people will have lots of questions. Do get your, your questions into our comments as well. We'll get some of those up on the screen and try to answer them. We've got you on the show today because at the moment, everything that, 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 you, that you do and that you're doing has, is such bearing and um, is so prevalent because of the current situation. Mental health and stress has, has never been more at the forefront of everybody's mind. Yeah, that's exactly right. And um, yeah, and particularly at this time uh, in, in the world, because we um, currently with COVID-19, 
it's yeah it, it's a it's a time when it could really be used very very effectively to to help people with their stress manage their stress and also increase positive mental health yeah darren we mentioned we talked about this uh, last week and and we wanted to shape our show for the next um, few weeks uh, around this topic. We talked last week about um, leaders and, and the current situation. That meant everything from looking at your business, but looking at the the people working uh, in your business and, and for you and, and keeping them well was, was high up there on the priority list. Yeah, definitely, Ben. And I think, you know, um, I've been working with Tracy now over the last sort of two months and uh, we were about to start off sort of first yoga sessions before we went into lockdown. So I've taken the opportunity and I know a couple of people in the team are already doing yoga every morning. And the difference is making to myself, you know, I mean, it's, it's, uh, I went up a level yesterday to from a little bit from beginners to sort of uh, increased beginners, I think. And uh, I certainly felt that this morning. But um, I think when you get up in the morning and do something like that, um, and, you know, you, so you, throughout the day, it doesn't have to be yoga. It could be anything, you know, a form of exercise. I think, you know, I mean, the key thing is people are at home. They, you know, they, they need the break from their desks and whatever it is that sort of um, gets them going, whether it's a walk, whether it's a run, whether it's cycle, whether it's yoga, um, but in particular sort of their mental health and well-being, we've started taking this serious in, in, in Aspen White you know, from sort of, you know, pretty much from the, from the, in, from the outset of the, of the firm starting in, in Wales. And, you know, but recently sort of, you know, um, doing staff surveys and sort of getting people engaged. Um, before COVID-19 broke out. So we're probably in a good position, really, because we've always looked after our staff in a sort of mental health and wellbeing space anyway. I, I always remember the first time that I did yoga. It was a number, number of years ago. And I played football to quite a good competitive level. And I went to do a, my first yoga session on a, an afternoon and I had football training in the evening. And I remember saying it was the gym I was at, had, they put these sessions on. And I said to the, the yoga teacher, I've, I've never done this before, really interested, especially as I get a little bit older, to see what this can do for me. Will it have an impact on training tonight? Because I, I don't, you know, obviously want to do it, but I don't want to, um, you know, tire myself out. And she said, "Oh no, you'll be fine. Just take it easy." So I did this session, which was a beginner's class, and I think uh, two hours later I was asleep. And on the training session, I, I, <laughs> I was, I was so lethargic, but I felt so good the next day. You know, it really was something that I then took up and did. Uh, but that was just my first experience of yoga. I thought I'd share that with everybody. Why not? <laughs> um, Rob, Rob, I'm going to bring you in here. We we, we talked last week about. Uh, leadership and we looked at this area of well-being and looking after your staff as uh, Darren said and I must um, remind myself we're going to publish that list of books that we talked about uh, last week as well which which there's some fascinating uh, reads uh, on there just going back a little bit to that subject of last week the the importance of looking after your staff and well-being I mean you you've seen that throughout your career absolutely it starts from the statement that culture trumps strategy every single time. It eats it for breakfast. And what we mean by that is that the culture is the way we do things. And and I'm going to admit now, I am totally, totally guilty of this. All right. I am slightly beyond middle age and I have never done yoga. So, Tracy, maybe I should be one of your um, candidates for, for having a go at it. But the reason for saying that is I'm guilty of the one thing that I encourage people not to be guilty of is do as I say, not do as I do. So, Darren, I was massively impressed by the fact that you are leading by example. And that is probably the best example of leadership and good leadership is do as I do, not do as I say. So, Darren, hat off to you, my my, my good friend. 
um, and and you know, for myself, um, I need to be chastised and start doing yoga. <laughs> yeah, Darren is such a Darren is a is a wonderful human being. It's just such a shame that he's a Cardiff City football fan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> apart from that. But, uh, we've had a question in actually, which I'll, I'll ask you, um, Tracy, just about where you can find good online yoga classes. Um, it, it, lots of people doing them at the moment, actually. Yes, yeah. And I, I think there's such a plethora of different styles of yoga too, so that tends to make it a little bit more confusing. But my suggestion would be to, if you're looking for good online, email the person who's offering them. And there's some really lovely uh, free online classes that you can do and also through through YouTube you can uh, connect with some some quite amazing classes as well there's some great apps that you can get on your phone and give it a try but if it doesn't resonate with you give another one a try yeah that's a, that's a really good point actually Ben, could I just so Tracy? Sorry, to when you say resonate, how would I? How would somebody on the receiving end of that say? What does that mean that it resonated with me? Do I yeah. should I feel stiff? Should I feel? How should I feel after a good class? Yes, you should feel energized after a good class. Okay, and it it shouldn't hurt. Uh, you shouldn't feel unsafe in any way. Mm. You should feel like you have choice over your movements and in some classes also they offer adjustments and some people don't like that and that's okay you should be able to say do you know what I don't really want that thank thank you all the same so there should be choices available for you yeah okay. good question. thank you I think I've seen a lot of, uh, of um, you know, sort of advertisements on sort of just Google and uh, TV shows that's, that's on at the moment, daytime TV, uh, people are sports stars who've got wives are doing yoga and Pilates and things like that. And a lot of these pieces are offering them for free. Um, like I said, YouTube is, uh, and, and, and I can certainly sort of relate to what Tracy said, I went on to YouTube, did a couple of sessions with one teacher and it was just not clicking at all. And I, there are other yoga teachers out there. I, the one I was amusing at the moment is a, a lady by the name of Sarah Beth. She's American and really easy, nice going to different, different, um, you know, from beginners right way up to sort of to weight loss. And I've started doing do the weight loss ones now and they're a little bit more sort of intense. But, you know, when it comes to, like I said, do what you can. So when it comes to some of the exercises, you know, I'm not, I'm not a small kind of guy. Sometimes I can't bend into those positions, but I do what I can. You know I mean? So if I have to keep my knees on the floor instead of right up, then, you know, I, I you know, it's, it's still, I come from each session sort of energized and just set up for the day. Yes. So, yeah. And, and yoga should be for everybody. So, you know, find a class that you feel comfortable with. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a really, really good point. And Tracy, I wanted to ask you about the, the benefits of it. And when we talk about mental health and, and stress, well-being all, all together, people probably sometimes don't realise the, the benefits until they've tried it and done it and said, well, I don't know how I didn't do this. And then that happens a lot, Ooh. I think, with yoga and Pilates. T tell us about some of those benefits that you may not even realise that you'll get from it. Sure. Well, uh, I suppose everyone would be aware that you become more flexible. Um, your fitness improves. You become stronger. However, there's also things like you become much more mindful. Um, I think gratitude also comes into, into that, um, particularly with the trauma-informed yoga and there's resilience 
Um, and I'm also looking at empowerment because I tend to think that through yoga, you also become much more empowered, uh, much more self-compassionate. So, yeah, it, it, other than those very obvious benefits that I think are, are very well publicised, there's also some other significant benefits that you get from it that maybe people don't don't know. Yeah. So very good question. Thank you. I think it's, it's, it's also, I'm sure there's a lot of people that play um, sport at the moment. I mean, I my, my thing's mountain biking. I love going out on the bike, but for a real good fitness session. So I'll try and go up all the hills and do everything I can uh, out on the bike rather than a leisurely ride. Um, but but for, it's, it's trying to find the time to say, okay, well, I'm going to do a yoga session today. And sometimes we, we get drawn into doing other things and we think, well, I want to go to the gym and do this weight session. Or I want to go and do a mountain bike session, whatever that sport exercise looks like for you, maybe a run. But it, it's just reminding ourselves that actually, if you can, if you can, if you can do a yoga session, the, the benefits from that are, are almost, I wouldn't say you don't get other benefits um, from mountain biking, but you, you, you get so many benefits from yoga that we've to try and fit it into our weekly fitness schedule and weekly, you know, working schedule is so important. It is, it is. And it, it's getting that routine, setting some time aside. And I know that it can be difficult, you know, particularly in a very busy working day. But if you can just grasp maybe like, and it doesn't have to be an hour or an hour and a half session. You could just grasp maybe 10 minutes here and 10 minutes there. So, yeah, it's it's getting into the routine. Yeah, I think it's like a, a, a lot of things getting into that um, routine of doing it. Don't forget, keep your questions coming in, by the way. And if you are listening to this uh, on the podcast, then you can still get in touch with us. It's podcast at aspen-weight.co.uk. And uh, we'll get back to you. Any questions that you might have for Tracy uh, or for Darren or Rob on yoga or, or anything else that we're going to talk about uh, around mental health, then please do get in touch and we'll get back to you uh, on your questions. Um, Rachel's just asked, she was wondering if you have any online lessons. Um, she says you've been following yoga with uh, Cassandra and doing uh, a free 30-day challenge. Um, and it's really good. Fantastic, yeah. I don't at the moment. However, that is in the process of of being developed. So um, when, as Darren was saying before, when I um, when I originally decided to do this research, uh, it was going to be face to face. So the yoga classes were going to be face to face. However, since COVID-19, I have shifted a little bit and thought maybe we could do this online. So yes, the online classes are being developed as we speak. And we'll let you know when they are as well. We'll we'll, we'll keep in touch and we'll we'll definitely let everybody know um, where they can find them and, and how they can join in. So let's uh, just going to move on by talking about something we've mentioned on previous shows, which is what what this has done uh, is it COVID-19 has meant that everybody's starting to think slightly differently about everything. And we talked yesterday on the show uh, with Mark and Paul about what life looks like when the lockdown finishes and, and how perhaps some of the changes that we've made now will, will still stay with us. If we look uh, especially at well-being and the way people are perhaps managing their lives now i know a lot of people that are working from home but go out for runs and walks at different times during the day are taking up online yoga classes are doing p sessions with joe wicks um doing all sorts of things is there now a i want to say the word pressure but it is is there 
an emphasis on leaders, managers, bosses, workplaces to facilitate these things to keep that well-being going? Yeah, I'll pick up on that one because I think interesting this morning was a, was an article that um, Paul Wigt um, sent around was about, about accountancy firms about work you know in the future working from home. I think it's going to be that you know, it's happened sort of unnaturally, but now going forward, people working from home and, and you know alternating hours and so forth, it's just going to be not a, a normal part of working working relationships. As I said, it's measuring output rather than actual sort of number of hours in an office. And I think you know, I mean, you know, doing your sport, doing your yoga, doing your so anything you do for well-being and mindfulness, you'll be doing that. You'll be doing that when you know sometimes it suits yourself. Sometimes they obviously won't suit the firm, so you have to have some sort of you know a degree of um, you know discipline. So if you have if you're a meeting at ten o'clock and you say, look, I can't attend a meeting to talk about uh, the report for the week because I'm doing my yoga, it's not going to go down too well. But obviously there has to be there can be flexibility built in within within your weekly um, sessions. I just wanted to ask you, Rob. Actually, I can imagine on the back of Darren points, uh, Darren's point that there will be quite a few people that go back into work, and because of the habit that they may have hopefully got into, a positive habit of yoga, running, walking, doing all these things, that they go back into the office, and and, and suddenly they are saying, "Right, it's eleven o'clock now. I'm going for my, I'm going for my run, yeah. or I've got two o'clock yoga session. I'm going to do on my iPad." Or, or their power nap. That's going to be the interesting <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah. I wonder how that's going to play out. Um, I, I'm, I'm a non-exec for a, a company and we came up with three values, happy clients, happy staff, work-life balance. So every decision we take has to fulfill at least one of those criteria. And what we've done then is we've gone back to the client, uh, to the, to the um, employees, the team and said, on work-life balance, what is it that you want? And, and one of the things that came out of the conversation right now is this feeling of isolation. What is invisible or you don't know that when you go to work, every time you speak to someone, every time you engage with someone, we're social animals. There, there's a, as somebody might say, you look nice today. You look well, you look happy. You look, you know, this sort of affirmation of who we are in isolation. Now, that's not happening. And my concern is that, that there would be people out there feeling, um, that, you know, that they're feeling less about themselves. Um, and I'm just I was just reflecting on um, what Tracy was saying about being uh, self-compassionate. I think you said, Tracy. Yes. Yeah. And and we should try and um, reinforce people to be more compassionate towards themselves. When we come out of it, they will be more resilient. Another point that Tracy made. Um, and these good habits, and there have been some really good habits that have come forth. Take them into the workplace and ask yourself the question. What we did in the past, the cultural things we did in the past, let's make some positive changes. Would you would you hope, Tracy, as well, that that, that businesses and uh, business-minded people that are, that are leading teams would be looking at things like the online yoga sessions and and things that that they can draw together and still and use um, as a tool for people in in the whole business. So maybe you put on a yoga session at two o'clock and work with somebody a practitioner who puts that on to actually put it on for for people that want to take that up yeah i think it would be a great idea i mean you could even put them on have them online so that you know during lunch hour and i mean obviously not everyone's going to take their lunch hour at a certain time but it could be flexible then so if you know it, it almost like a you could have a room and it could be like a virtual yoga room so that you know these these things could be 
beamed through and, um, yeah, whoever wanted to participate in it could participate in it. It's a great idea, yeah. And I think it's necessary, I think, and we're certainly, and particularly from um, COVID-19, where, you know, we're needing to um, sort of bring mental health into organisation and make it really part of their DNA. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's um, that's really important, and we've 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 used used that term before, where we said it, you know, habits and you know, actually mm. being being part of the uh, being part of the business, Darren. That's that's a, that's a real important thing. Yeah, I think it is important, and I think it's like like you said, it's it's, it's part of the DNA. And you know, we can't go and say to all sort of eleven staff in the Wales office that you've got to do this yoga. It's there if you want to do it. Mm. And it's, it's, you know, it's a, I'll give it a go if you don't like it. If it's not for you, you know, we're looking at. Well, look at a range of options for, for for the office in terms of we're thinking about every sort of two to three weeks getting a sort of someone to come in and, and do, do massages back and neck and shoulder and so forth and um, then we're also looking at David Shears who's the, who's the MD of Wales runs a shooting club we're all thinking about going down to a shooting club for the, for, for, for a day and, and, and de-stressing you know I mean God knows what we're going to shoot down there but you know I mean you've got a range of uh, different guns and so forth so that could be quite de-stressing um and uh so but yeah i think it's uh, important i think the business owners don't just say oh we do well-being because we want to get the well-being badge or put in for an award or whatever it really is important i think i'm seeing sort of just a real difference for uh, there's four or five of our staff that have had you know sort of one-to-one sessions with tracy on things like you know sort of uh, anxiety stress coping strategies that type of thing and these people are not sort of basket cases they are really good people they just sometimes lack a bit of confidence or like rob said you don't get that interaction in, in at the moment in business where you're going into work and someone's saying hello to you every morning you know i think people need to you know from, from you know my experience going out in the mornings for a walk or cycling start to talk to people who i haven't talked to around, around around the block because they're home and everything else say hello you know what i mean because people say hello back that interaction is important but I think its firms need to be sort of um, have it as part of their DNA rather than just just be a badge. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Rob, and, and Rob, we we we're talking about mental health and um, and well being in, in the workplace. You yourself, you, you've mentioned a few ideas of of why that's so important. Um, are there any tips that you could give for people that are leading teams, specific ones of of how they might go about that? Yeah, sure. Actually, um, Paul mentioned it um, in one of his podcasts, Paul Waite. Um, and he said, um, I want to move away from a behavioural observation of my team. What time do they come to work? What time do they leave? How much time do they spend in their desk? The sort of um, old time and motion studies to looking at output, because ultimately that's why you're employing people. In the old days, you used to employ their physicality, but now you're employing their brain. And the, the, the more agile, flexible, creative, um, mindful that brain is, the more output we're going to get. So leaders today need to start making the, the, the choice whether they want behavioral or whether they want to look at the output. So if somebody's going to come in and say, I work better later and it's OK for them to work later, then make that adjustment. It's going to be difficult. I, I, I'm, and the easiest thing in the world is to say, we start at nine, we finish at five, and this is our lunch break. That's easy. But I tell you what, the competitive advantage will be going forward with the people that are fully engaged with this thing, because that's, that, that's what we're paying for ultimately, to engage this thing in the problem that they've got in front of them. And Tracy, just moving away from yoga for, for a moment, and we, we talked about how 
you might react if you're a business or if, if you're a manager and, and the things that you can do and things you can think about. But as an individual, not just with yoga, but there are other things as well that you could do, little small changes that you could um, make to help your well-being. Most definitely. I mean, I think, you know, we're sort of looking, I suppose with positive mental health particularly, what you're looking at is really your emotional, your psychological and your social. So if you can have a look at those few things and how they're working for you or are they not working for you? And if they're not working for you, then maybe some changes could or some tweaks could actually be made. So, you know, simple things like sleep, food, um, communication. Like how do we communicate with people? Are we effective communicators or are we not effective communicators? And that can actually be problematic as well. So, yeah, little things that we can change. We, we, we reap the benefits all the time of social media. We're on social media now. We're on Facebook. Um, we're, on, we're on YouTube, which I, I class slightly differently as, as social media YouTube. Um, it, for, for different reasons, it's more of a TV channel. But we, we use it for business. People use it f- to, to enrich their lives. But also it can cause uh, a lot of problems. Um, I have a rule that at six o'clock I don't look at the news or any social media channels after six because that shuts yeah. my mind off from it and I won't look again until eight the next day. Mm. But that is really difficult. And that's, it's taken me a long time, probably the best part of a year and a half to get you know really good at that. And, and Sundays as well, there's no phone allowed on. That's mm. really hard for a lot of people because they actually rely on social media um, for maybe mental health reasons for uh, to, to, to help them. But that can be part of their problem as well when they're going to bed, you know, on your phone, checking the news channels. Yeah. And I think that's something it's very important to have these boundaries uh, and these boundaries uh, help us like they you know to have their and this is what I'm talking about routine so to have these routines that you may as you're saying there's no phone on a Sunday this is the time where we communicate as a family or you know I communicate with my friends and my mates so yeah it's really important to have boundaries and to implement them and I think also just take just thinking about business and uh, again and thinking about people at work that, that we're, we're trying to help um, I remember talking to one of my friends a while ago and said that I try and take control of my work life as far as I, I won't check my emails after a certain time. I won't have my phone on for anybody to call because the, you have to give yourself a break. You have to be in control of your working environment. And I remember somebody said to me, that's OK for you. You know, you're in your um, I want to say early, but it's definitely mid to late 30s. Um, and, and you you are you're confident enough to do that now but but somebody may be a little bit younger it's harder and we see lots of mental health problems for people that are younger because of that because they're not able to switch off um whether that's uh you know going down to an age of we know now in schools and colleges that people are on social media because if they're not on there they'll 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 get um ribbed from their friends and if they don't get a certain amount of likes on their posts that's a real issue in schools uh, and college age at the moment but if you look at business age maybe somebody that's not checking their emails regularly may feel they they're going to miss out or they'll miss out on a promotion or they'll they'll, they won't be involved in something at work which will cause cause them more stress what kind of advice can we give to to those people Uh, I, I think probably the best advice that I can give is to have a look at what you 
like what sort of what you're actually doing in your life and is it is it helping you or is it actually hindering you and then if it's hindering you if it's affecting other parts of your life then look at how you can change that because you may have a very good working life however what's happening is that your um, relationships are being affected so you as you have spoken, there needs to be this balance. So for positive mental health to, to um, be effective, you need to have balance in all of those lives. And, and as far as like maybe having some assertiveness training in the sense of being able to communicate with yourself but also being able to communicate with others around these are the boundaries, these are the times that I check my emails. If you send me an email at eight o'clock at night, I probably won't answer it, but I will tomorrow morning and I'll get onto that as soon as I possibly can. Yeah, that's really, and I like the way you, you said assertiveness training. That's something that perhaps we could look at uh, on mm. one of these shows in future weeks because I, I, I think mm. that is, um, you know, Rob's nodding his head there as well because I, I, I looked at Rob, I don't know why, but I just thought that that would be something that um, uh, he would be able to contribute to as well. Because, again, it's important, isn't it, Rob? You know, you've got to be able to, at any stage of your career, as, as Tracy said, you know, you need to be able to actually take control of things and, and say, well, look, you know, I've, I've worked this. Obviously, some projects you have to work a bit later. You have to do things to move on in the world. But I've got my boundaries, and they're really important. And, that, and you do get respect if you, if you do that. Well, it, it, but you, you're absolutely right. But equally, I don't want someone to superimpose their boundaries on me. So I understand what people say about not answering emails. My personal preference, and I will not be changed on this, is um, I will answer emails whenever I feel it's appropriate. I, I won't, because that works for me. If, I, if somebody said to me, like Rob, here is the discipline. I want you to start and stop. I, I can tell you, I, I know myself. So my assertiveness is going to be to say, I understood, I heard, but I will do it my way because I know it works for me so I, I don't switch my emails off I will look at them at 10 30 but you know what that that's the Rob Hook way now here's the issue that works for me if I superimpose that on Tracy or you Ben or you Darren that is inappropriate and that's the thing we need to stop is that's Rob Hook but that may not be Darren or it may not be Tracy. Yeah. And what we're looking at, like when as you're speaking, it's power over or power with. And that's really important, particularly in organisations that and to effectively have good mental health within an organisation is to look at that. Like, is this an organisation that just has power over or is it an organisation that we're actually working collaboratively together? Yeah, I think that's a, I think a really good point that you made there, Rob, is that, you know, that this it has to work for you. And as, as you said, it actually works for you that maybe on a Monday or a Tuesday night, you've got emails coming in, you want to reply to them because that's how you're that's how you function and how you work. And, I, and mm -hmm. you know, exactly right that, you know, you shouldn't influence other people. And, and, and I would be different. So my phone might be off at six o'clock on a Monday and I'll reply to you on the next day and and, and you you can't take issue with that and and, and that's that's quite interesting just moving that on to um, people in uh, powers of you know have responsibility leaders and, and thinking about managers just thinking about back to a time where I managed a lot of people and actually had a personal rule that I wouldn't send anybody in my team an email on a Sunday 
because I, I know that people can switch their phones off and they could be like me and say, well, I'm not going to switch it back on till Monday. But I felt like I had, I was in a position of responsibility as a leader and a manager and that I should lead by example. And Sunday was the one day I would never, ever send an email to anybody um, because I, I didn't feel that people should, should have to have that. So are we, are we, are we looking, Darren, at people that are in those positions that should you know, you're in those positions for a reason. You should be diligent enough to think about mental health and think about things like not sending emails at inappropriate times. Yeah, it's a difficult one. I am sort of sort of crossed really on this one because, um, for example, I'm a, I'm a bugger for sending emails on a Sunday night because I like to work on a Sunday night from sort of, I used to watch a lot of American football. So I'll work from seven o'clock to about nine, ten o'clock on a Sunday night. But that means I can pass out some time off in the week. If I send the emails, I, I don't think about, you know, perhaps straight away that I'll send that email to someone and they're going to respond. Is I go back to Rob's, Rob's people got boundaries. I think if people know me, they don't expect they don't expect to have a response of me that night. I'm not going to win the morning and say you didn't respond to that email to, to me. I think it's 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 knowing and communicating that that my time, my best time for me to communicate is on a Sunday night because as soon as that Monday morning eight o'clock comes, the phone starts going. I haven't got a chance to sort of effectively communicate um, all my emails and everything else to people. So and set set the tone for the week. So I do that. I don't expect people to read it at, at, uh, in the evening, but in the morning when they get into it, and I think it's it is sort of. I think you have got something to think that if you're sending something out that's going to be negative then yes, you really need to think about you shouldn't be sending them on a Sunday or a Friday. But if you're just sending general communication about a, about things that's happening, what you want people to do and so forth, then again, I think it's, it's knowing people's boundaries, but you've got that culture in the business that you're all you're all working together for that same objective. Mm. And, you know, I mean, know your boundaries. And if someone's got any issues, we do speak up with each other. And I think that's important. And it's not like I'm the leader and please look up to me. It's like we're all in this together. You know, I mean, We've been doing the, the Zoom pubs on a, on, a, on, a, on a Thursday evening. And, you know, when people want to jump off, they jump off. It's, you know, it's not, oh, they couldn't stay for long in the pub. But it's just, again, communicate, let people do what they want to do. So if someone wants to go for a walk and stay on the pub for 15 minutes, have one quick drink and go, so be it. Don't, yeah, don't put your regime on the other people. I think it's something mm. you have to do sit back and think a little bit. But, yeah, it's, um, it's a balance again, I think. Yeah, so you mentioned that word responsibility there. You've taken that responsibility to say on a Sunday, yeah, I'm going to send emails out, that's fine. Don't expect people to respond, but you'd never send anything that was going to affect somebody's well-being and their Sunday night. And I do feel very strongly about this um, when we talk about leaders and uh, and, and people in those positions. I think that a lot of uh, the responsibility of people's well-being and mental health does sit, yes, you can argue it sits with those individuals because they've got to do things about them but it does sit with people that are in managerial and leadership positions they have a lot of power and they can affect people in many different ways and I do think if you're a good leader then you, you would you would understand that well that Friday afternoon email I hate that one that's one of my pet hates is the weekend is coming and someone sends a the performance isn't good enough or whatever and it's four o'clock on a Friday and just upsets every for the weekend that is probably one of my pet hates I don't I, don't, I I, I know we could sit here all day and discuss the, the leadership and benefits to that, but I, I'll never understand um, the benefits around doing something like that. No. I, I can't understand the benefit. I know why they do it is they think if I send this now, I won't get uh, I've got it off my chest. So the monkey's on their <laughs> on their back now. I'm in the clear. I'm going to have a good weekend and I'll deal with it on Monday. It's leadership uh, at its worst, I'm afraid. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 
Well, we've we've talked. So I don't know if there's anything else that um, anybody wants to to bring in. We've got a couple of minutes, um, but it's been a fascinating show and been absolutely amazing to get you on, uh, Tracy, to have a, a talk about all of this. I'm sure we could sit all day and, and talk about well-being and, and and different issues around it. It's been lovely to be invited. Thank you. No problem. We, we'll get you. We'll, we'll definitely get you back on if you've got the time. And as soon as you yeah, start the yeah. online yoga classes, we'll we'll get that mentioned yeah. as well. Great. <laughs> Um, brilliant. brilliant well we will we'll be back again doing this show next week and we've got that theme we've got the theme of well-being mental health leadership and and and, and that's how we're going to shape this show on a wednesday so please please uh, join us get your comments in across social media and as we mentioned at the beginning if you are listening on the podcast uh, hello welcome hope you've enjoyed it and you can get in touch as well podcast aspen-weight.co.uk right before we go Paul always chooses a track that's what he does and on a Wednesday it falls to me and I feel a little bit of pressure but today I'm gonna uh, choose a track that I really like and seems to go with the theme uh, that we've been talking about today Uh, it's Katie Tunstall and Suddenly which is a wonderful track if you've not heard it before and you're listening on the podcast you're about to hear it and if if you're watching online on the broadcast then go and check it out on one of the platforms that you use to choose music katie tunstall and suddenly really good feel good track and i'm sure it will um get you in the mood for some some yoga or a nice walk or something like that um all that remains is me to say a big thank you uh, once again to uh tracy mulverhill for coming on delighted to have you on we'll have you back anytime and good luck with everything that you're doing research wise and and with the online yoga as well thank you and it's been a pleasure and uh, as always, uh, Rob and Darren, uh, thank you uh, very much as well uh, for joining us. And we will get that list published that, that Rob has done uh, of the, the good leadership books. Um, we, can, we can get that out there and you can have a read uh, of that. Right, that's it for today. Uh, what a great show. I hope you've enjoyed it. Don't forget, we're back again uh, tomorrow. Uh, we'll I'll be joined by Paul and Jono. Have a great rest of the day and we'll see you tomorrow at 12.30.
she's taller than most And she's looking at me I can see her eyes looking from the page of a magazine She makes me feel like I could be a tower Big sometimes 